It's the one place in all of the internet where you'll find four guys talking pro wrestling way too seriously. Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster, Brandon Linton, and WWE superstar AJ Francis. This is Jobbing Out. What's, what's, up? Up? What's, what's, what's up? up? What's what's up? What's what's up? Hey, um, open. Hey, Brandon's there. Well, I like that. Hi, Brandon. How you doing, pal? Hey, I like that open. Ah, you got to hear it. I was uh, was afraid you were gonna miss that. I, I don't know if I missed part of it, but it. I heard my name, and that's cool. I'm yeah. official. Yep. Yep. Thanks to Steve Miggs, who's freshened it up. We've also tightened it up because. Uh, sometimes the shows are getting a little bit longer as well, so we decided to tighten up the open and get right to it as much as we possibly could. Did you get um, a new picture, too? Uh, he's up over there. We're making progress, <laughs> and we can make progress. God, Look at you so getting, greedy. Getting Where's the picture, fucking God froggy it. over here, man. I get something. I swear to God. I, I Did you do any of this work? No, but I did, and when I did it, I get back, oh, yeah, well, did you do anything else? The talent Jesus. doesn't have to do Oh, is that what you think? Wow. Is that what wow. you think? <laughs> My God, what is going Wait, on? Wait, I'm sorry. Did you guess that Drew McIntyre was going to throw Brock yeah, Lesnar out? Boy, that saves everything else. The fact that you guessed something once. That saves everything. Listen, when you have a 1% uh, prediction rate. Yeah, then I can. Then I, that makes you are, talent. Are you saying you're the top 1%? <laughs> the bottom 1%, I believe. <laughs> In this uh, case, episode number four, as in all four of us are now in the open of jobbing out. Uh, but uh, all three of us here uh, for this week, Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster, Brandon Linton, um, AJ. I'm hoping we're going to be able to have AJ back next week. I think uh, the schedule will work out that we can do. Again, it's not it's not that he can't do it. It's just that he can only do it at certain times that unfortunately don't work for me. But I think we're going to have the opportunity to line up that uh, we can have AJ part of the show again next week. So looking forward to that. Uh, might have a guest this week working on it. We will see. These things tend to come together as the week goes on. For those of you that are scoring at home, we've gotten to the point where we're taping the show across multiple days. So we'll pull the curtain back. So sometimes when you hear us refer to things like we got to go, it's because we're literally not getting back together for another 24 hours. So we're taping the show across multiple days. It really screws things up in order to fit into and tight that, windows. That, that's why when something's break on, like, say, Tuesday, yeah, we're like, it hey, might sound weird that yeah. we're all of a sudden discussing it differently in it's segment one than segment just, two. Just the way it works. We're trying to give you guys a show. We're trying to keep things together as much as we possibly can instead of just bailing. So going to have to work around some of these things. Uh, before we get into and we will make our picks for NXT TakeOver Portland. We'll do that in segment number two this week. Um, and before we get into that and what happened in the world of WWE this week, uh, the three of us were in uh, the UMBC Event Center on Sunday for Ring of Honor Free Enterprises. Um, it was Brandon's first ever Ring of Honor show, which is amazing to me. And as I said, first ever. As I said on on text, should be illegal. Uh, legally speaking, your first Ring of Honor show should have to be on the cold hard bleachers. Um, for an event where there's one concession stand where they're warming up uh, frozen pizza and there's one beer that's available and there's a 100-person line. This is a little bit different than that. Um, although yeah, well, one my, thing... Mine was actually different, too, my first experience. Mine was at the Hammerstein Ballroom. Well, so. that's okay. All right, dick. 
All right. <laughs> um, there was one thing, however, that was very similar to past uh, Ring of Honor shows that I've been to, and that is the length of the program. My God, what are we doing, professional wrestling? Why is everyone in professional wrestling convinced that we are looking for five-hour shows? Now, I know that somebody's going to say, why would you ever complain about getting more professional wrestling, especially considering it was free? (laughs) Like, It's the least thing I should be complaining about is that I get more free professional wrestling. I just don't know why the business has shifted towards longer shows when they see that the thing that people complain about more than anything is the length of the show. It's really strange. And it's not like, so we've talked about, I mean, and by the way, this is not, as you said, not unique to Ring no, of Honor by any stretch. Not at all. This is every wrestling company, unless you're putting on a really special show or a truly tremendous show, cap it at three hours. There's no reason. I mean, you could argue go less than that, but hard cap at three hours. Here's another thing. Would you argue that Ring of Honor is the smallest of the national promotions? Is that is that fair no, to say? No, it's, it depends it's not. what you term a, a national. Yeah. Promotion. Well, like, no, it's, like it's, in, it's it's bigger than Impact. Right. It's bigger than like Impact. If it's bigger if we're than counting ML. Impact AEW. No, no, no. So they're, they're, no, it's not. They're third. They're so third is so what they are. Okay. So, but okay. My point is though. It's small. It's not even close to AEW or WWE. Um, they had a hundred fucking guys on the show. Like, a lot, granted, a lot of those guys were not necessarily under con- like specific. No, my contract. point is there are a hundred people. Like, I mean, there might have literally been sixty or something. There's like sixty wrestlers on this show. Like, you don't you not need sixty wrestlers on this show. Um, it, it, it's weird. Like the, I, I know they're one-offs and everything. I'm just saying that's money. Like you're spending on 65, not a problem, Huh? Money's not a, like there, there are a lot of things to criticize for your honor. Like they're, they're not cash strapped or anything. Yeah, but that, I mean, that's not the but issue. I mean, no. that depends on the argument. Like if you're just saying because they're owned by some giant conglomerate, no, 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 they're but not cash strapped, no, but they, like they, they make money. They're, they're profitable. Okay. They're fine. Okay. Ring of Honor is not just, any it's economic. It's very bizarre to have this free show on 3 o'clock on a Sunday that's six hours long or whatever. <laughs> and then you've got literally 60 people. When you could have done that three that same show, been three hours long, and had, if you still want the Battle Royal, had 40 guys. or 50, well, and, You know and, what I mean? And that's the conversation that, that I think is worthy of having. The conversation that's worthy of having is th- th- what they're doing is saying, we got to get all of our guys on shows, and we got to get them all, you know, like in front of cameras. We, we wanted and, this to be a showcase. Right. We want like, to see everybody on the and, show, is and, what they were saying. And in, in some world, that's what you're dealing with with other long shows. We got a lot that we want to do, and so we're just going to do it, right? And you're a fan, so you should want us to do all of these things, right? And you complain when people aren't on shows. So now we're putting them all on shows. That's the way that it's going to work. And there's an art that's been lost. And I'll, I'll compare it. This is, this is the age of the internet. Like, in the past, television was so special that in order to craft a television show, part of the craft was how can we do more with less, right? Like, how can we do m- as much as we possibly can in a compact period of time? But as we've gotten away from the traditional mediums, as we shifted from television and radio into the internet medium, this is much like things that we deal with. When I say, hey, i got to tighten up the open a little bit because the shows are going too long. Like, we're, we're going too long in our shows, and 
We, we can't do two-hour shows. That's bad. People don't want two hours of us. Like, we all deal with these things in these new mediums. This is a bigger issue for them because they're the companies that want people to be in. in we do this for fun. Like, everybody gets that. It's a bigger issue for them because you want people to be engaged. And the thing that you want to showcase, if you tell somebody, hey, tune in at 3 o'clock on a Sunday afternoon, and yet you've got a showcase match that's not going to be on until close to 7 o'clock, this world in which you're convinced that someone's just going to stay for four hours to see the thing that you most want to showcase, you, you, you got to know better than that. There's one, one product that people are going to turn into and stay tuned into no matter how long it goes. That's the National Football League. Like, that's it. Other yep. things, people are going to check out of at some point or not check into when it begins. Um, they're just going to say, the NBA, everybody's gotten to the point where they said, we'll just watch the fourth quarter. Like, we'll just we'll tune in at the end of the game. Uh, we don't care when the game starts because we'll tune in when it's over. We're not going to watch when the game begins. Like, this is a problem that they don't want to deal with because they just say, hey, we're giving you more. Shouldn't you want that? But what we're saying is, no, we don't want that. And we've made that kind of loud and clear over the years. I don't think there can be any confusion at this point within the world of professional wrestling that we're not looking for four, five-hour-long shows. We, we, it's the opposite of what we want. It drags. And, and the it, other thing that no one's like cognizant of is, like, aside from the crowd at the show, like this was being streamed on their app, right, on the Honor Club or whatever Honor that is? To, to Honor Club members, yes. I mean, like, I, I don't want to have the conversation about who watches what or whatever, but just assume most wrestling fans are at least cu keeping an eye on the WWE out of the corner of their eye at the least. Um, that This week, people have already watched, what, seven hours of wrestling or something? Well, so sure, like, but that's going to be a problem no matter what. You know what I mean? Like, that, yeah. you can't do No, any but I'm saying, like... If your show is three hours, then it is what it is. But if you're making it seven, you're completely tone deaf to that. Well, to, to, right. To the fact that somebody's already <laughs> right. probably right. has SmackDown on their DVR or hasn't watched it yet, but has to watch this. And you know what I mean? Like, I, I think that, you know, a lot of people you talk to will make the argument that a lot of wrestling fans are sort of like staying in the middle watching, hitting in and out of the shows on all platforms of everything. Aside from maybe like, you know, impact, like I know that someone's going to make the argument, well, ROH is like a niche product and they have their own fans. And, but, but like a lot of the people I saw at that show are definitely people that watch WWE. Sure. At well. the show, 100%. And especially uh, at this show, it was a free show. It was for families. It was for kids. And yeah, I mean, that's certainly like the if case. the point of that show is to say, hey, like people like me, come on in get hooked, start watching a product. By the way, now you have to add a six-hour show to your week. We got to stop. We got to stop. Doing that. It was 3.45, I think, is what it ended up running. I, if you're saying so, I know it ducked out, but the first match went on at 2.40. So... Yeah. No. Oh, oh, you're, you yeah. count the the pre show. Yeah. yeah, okay. So four hours. Four like, hours. I mean, like I, there was no world in which I thought I was going to have to leave early from the Ring of Honor show yeah. in order to be able to have dinner with my family. Like, the I did same. not expect and, and that. And I did the same thing. I left. I, I stayed a little longer than yeah. you, but but yes. like Aaron I got, and I left at the same time. I got yeah. there at two. And there's still three matches left when we left. I, two, I, two matches yeah. left. I, oh, two. Okay. I arrived at two thirty thinking this will be great i can hang out here watch a show and leave then get home or even leave right. it even leave at six like i would have left at yeah. six and been fine like 
Once I realized it was going to jeopardize my ability to have dinner with my family on Sunday night, I had to bail. Now it's easy to do at a free show, obviously. I wasn't giving up any money. But it's, and I want to be clear, this is not a knock on Ring of Honor. Like, this is not a Ring of Honor specific problem. Everyone in professional wrestling has struggled with length of shows, specifically in getting away from TV. In getting away from TV and going to streaming platforms, although I think most of us have argued that the three hours of Raw have been a drag for the most part. Um, like, in getting away from TV, when we've dealt with this world of the internet, it's easier to just say, well, time isn't an issue. We can go as long as we want because we have the inventory. It's ours. We own it. But, but, but By the way, it's very interesting. Like, aside from the bigger events, obviously, you can't talk about these in the same. You've seen WWE start to get cognizant of this. To you know, where they're extent. moving the shows to seven o'clock, but they're still going. They're, they're still long shows. Like they're not. But, just but like, they, so, but they're not like the, for a while they started going long on everything. Remember, for a while it was like now TLC was four hours. Now you know, yeah. Money in the Bank was four hours. It seems like they're cutting back on that for the non WrestleMania, non Royal Rumble. Don't count the Saudi Arabia. That's a whole other thing. But like for their for their monthly just a pay-per-view events it seems like they're a little more cognizant they're ending like quarter till um things like that at least i've noticed it a couple different maybe, times maybe that's right i haven't like i i typically end up watching them across a couple of days so like maybe i just lost you know, I've, I've definitely noticed that they have been ending honestly it's usually around 10 30 they okay, have been yeah. cognizant of okay that. well that's good that's good that's that's a that's a that's i mean a even though it's a difference right of 30 to 45 minutes that's a big difference because that's the time where you're starting to fall asleep or you know and they're putting the most important part of the show on and you're right. fading in and out and, the, in and my, the argument might be that life. it's it's a lesser issue for the home viewer than it is for the live crowd because you have the option if you want to watch later like that is your choice right. if you just want to say i'm going to pause this for now and go do something else i'm going to bail on it for now and i can watch it tomorrow their argument might be we'll sacrifice the the live crowd for more content for the home viewer right like that might be their argument but you're going to end up getting more and more dead crowds. Like you're just you, I, you can give me a wonderful product if you're leaving me sitting in a building for seven hours. Um, it's yeah. it's what it is. Unless we're in a suite. how how many how many pay per views have we said? You know that was a decent main event or decent second to last match, but the crowd had already started to fall asleep uh, no or question. had started to get no rowdy question. and cranky and everything. No question, it's been an issue. All right, uh, let's get to uh, the week that was in WWE. Talk about some of the biggest stories from the week. Uh, as we discussed last week, it will indeed be Goldberg and The Fiend in Saudi Arabia. Um, fine. As fine goes. Um, as long as it's The Fiend going over. Well, I mean, there, there's just no world. There's just no fucking <laughs> You say that. Know, you say I that, know. and I agree. There is a legitimate argument no to go the other way. No, there I is not. I agree with it. No, there's not. There, there might be an <laughs> argument being made, but it sure shit ain't legitimate. <laughs> I mean, I mean, a, a legitimate argument that fits their thinking, I guess I should say. That that that, that like wouldn't surprise you why so, that someone in a room would sit there and pitch. I'm not saying there's any it's, world in which that should even be considered at all, but like we've seen worse look, than what was oh, explained. Sure, we've we've seen this with Goldberg in a February pay per view when they want to get to a specific match at WrestleMania. So the the argument is Goldberg Roman Reigns. That's the argument. That's because the... they're again. Remember we remember when we were talking. Like okay, you get to Reigns Fiend. If the goal is to put the Reigns over, you've got an issue there. 
Well, there's no issue putting him over Goldberg. No, not right. really. Although, for and, some and stupid reason, bigger, people still chant match. Goldberg's name, which is just the dumbest thing ever. Um, so I don't know that you're gonna you're gonna get to that moment. I can't say that with certainty that if you have Roman Reigns go over Goldberg, that it will get you the reaction that you want. Uh, we cheered Lesnar going over Goldberg, and but when I say we, I mean just like the WrestleMania crowd as a whole. Yeah, I hear you, but like I. The reason why this existed is because people fucking chanted for Goldberg when he came back, and it right, ruined it can, ruined my entire so year. I think there's a difference between chanting. Like everyone's going to chant for the same reason that we say awesome. Yeah, the same reason we no, say what. I it, hear it, you. It's something to do. Do you think people will be pissed off though? Do you think there'll be gen? Oh yeah. Oh my god. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I think that like the nerdy wrestling fans will be pissed off. I don't, man. I, so I'm so jaded problem. by what happened the Let, last time. I don't know how to gauge this. Let's say Goldberg wins this match. The crowd's going to pop because of where they are. So Well, and because... You're, you're not going to get the negative crowd reaction, reaction, you know? Right, and it tends to be that, like, the first reaction oftentimes ends up being what other people seem to follow. That, like, it's rare that if something gets... I think, a, you, I think you can make the argument this would not be that. Uh, I don't think anyone's following. I, I think if he goes to bumfuck Illinois, maybe, but not in Chicago, not in Philly, well, okay. not in Brooklyn, yeah. not in yeah, sure those places you know. specifically. You're right, are definitely you which know. Is, and, and which Tampa's is going to turn know. into those places because of the travel. So yeah, you maybe, know, maybe. I, 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 Look, man, here, here, here's the other thing. I, I do have another interesting thought about the now. I I would be shocked if they did this. But now that you have WrestleMania in Hollywood next year, that's where the Fiend has to lose. I think he he does not lose until then. You get the big Hollywood ending of of because you could you could argue at that point that character has probably run its course. Like if if they keep you can't do this forever. You just can't. You know what I mean? This is not a character that is built for long for for the long term. But like I think if you have Hollywood, if the whole theme is WrestleMania Hollywood, I think that's where you beat the big villain. You know? Is there any way they can keep it going that long? I mean, I, it's a, that's a really fucking long time, man. Like, I know, but like, the, the, really... the, I mean, don't you feel that? Like, it feels like so much cooler for that story to end. I just don't, I just don't know that the... I, I don't. There's. There's no. No. I do. De no. Demon versus fiend. Like I, I. Everything you're saying, all well and good, man. Like there's too much involved in planning out that year with injuries. There's too much involved to alter your plans or alter anything you're gonna do in hopes of that. I think that's the type of thing where like. You know, you can still tell. You can do that match anyway. He doesn't have to be undefeated or whatever. Yeah. Like you, if you get to that point and there's an option for it, you can still tell a story like that. But I don't think you can make that type of long-term plan. Because he could lose as Bray Wyatt. So if you keep the Fiend undefeated, aside from the championship... But you think there's any chance that like, they're going to do that? I guess No, they... but like, how fucking awesome would it be if the Fiend and the Demon were undefeated? And then they put them against each other I'm, at WrestleMania. I'm not saying it wouldn't be cool. It would be cool. Like, it's a hell of a story to tell. But it's they just, have to be undefeated. Like, they have to right. be. Right. I you, get it. I get it. Um, I just, anyway. I just think there's a lot that goes into that in order to try to pull that off, man. Like, I'm not saying I'm not saying I did, I did, I don't like it. I just, I just in, think it's In reality, much. hopefully we go back to what they did last year at WrestleMania, which is did what the 
you know, the crowd pleaser stuff. Yeah. So hopefully that is the fiend beats Goldberg. But then what? <laughs> I mean, that's the problem. You really are setting yourself up that there's no like the the only correct answer is, is beating to some, Roman again, or to but, somehow pivot back to Daniel Bryan. It's just that it's so it seems so impossible to go that route based on what it is that you've done. That I I, I have no earthly idea how you could get back to Daniel Bryan, given the fact there's one there is an interest there is something interesting going on with him, right? Where they're sort of building him into this like badass killer type of yeah, I mean, they're, they're, guy. they're trying to do something there and they're sort of teasing that yeah like, like, like he, an edge I, I i don't know how to describe it right like they're teasing that he still exists and exists in a plane that's different than everything else that's going on on the show so that leaves that like possibility that somehow they get back there i have wondered to myself like is it the worst thing if Daniel Bryan were to win the Elimination Chamber to do it again? because no, it's probably the best thing. You've established the Elimination Chamber as being a, a qualifying event now that you've kind of gotten away from it. Like, now that it's less and less likely that somebody's winning the championship in the Elimination Chamber because you're trying to set up... Like, the Elimination Chamber is a fine qualifying event. Yeah. So, even though Daniel Bryan, by no, like... By no argument deserves another chance at the fiend. The winner of the elimination chamber would deserve a title opportunity. So can here's you? What the, yeah, I'd, I'd rather the, I'd rather not do it that quickly. Like if you're going to do it, I'd rather because here's the here's the problem with that is that you've given us absolutely no reason to believe that Daniel Bryan. Correct. So I'd rather if you if you're going to go around on Daniel Bryan. Do something where for the next few months he builds himself up. He figures out, you know, the new, you know, the new Daniel Bryan, basically. What's going to be different about this time around? And then you serve it to us SummerSlam, Money in the Bank, wherever you want to do it. You do it there. I wouldn't do it this quickly. Uh, uh, Your point is exactly what I was going to say, which is if we are, I, I think you can, but you need to tell me why this could be different you can't it can't just be like there has to be some kind of storytelling of okay there's a weakness of the fiend or something that daniel bryan can do like <laughs> you have to make us believe well, that he can beat him so i don't think you can't do that the other thing i would say is elimination chamber you still have a month yeah. and don't forget that's in philly and i think with the crowd that you're going to have there, right? Oh, yeah. Like, you would have the opportunity to lean into a couple of things in order to make it more spectacular and make it feel different somehow. Um, (laughs) He has to... I mean, you know what he has to do? He has to... This whole thing with where he's in the locker room, where he's doing kind of the weird thing, this has to lead to... Okay, here comes lethal ass kicker, Daniel. I, I was, and I think, I think that Brandon, you alluded to that a little bit. I, I would even almost lean into like American Dragon, like I yeah. would, I yeah. would, and well, literally that, and that's what do I'm that. talking about, lethal. Yeah, yeah that's fine. If, if, the, if the idea is, all right, I've become the yes man, and I need to go back to you're going to get your fucking head kicked in, right. Daniel Bryan. Right. Like I yeah. would, I would be inclined to lean into that and say this is how it can be different, and how that crowd could be the difference maker in making it work. If, and and I, I'll I'll give Aaron a point on this though. Like, let's say you're gonna do that, do it at SummerSlam. Have Daniel Bryan do that versus Nakamura at WrestleMania, 
and then have the fiend beat whoever. But but at but, but again, we're trying to solve a different problem. Like we're the problem you guys are trying to solve is what's the best way to do this with Daniel Bryan? I'm talking about the and problem that actually how to exists, fix the fiend at WrestleMania. What you yeah. do with the fiend at WrestleMania? And right. like, why? Yes, ideally, if you're going to do this with Daniel Bryan, some more time to go down that road would be better. I don't necessarily disagree with that, but you have this problem, and this is the problem that you've got to solve at this point. How are you making this matter? What, unless you're just saying we're accepting that it doesn't really matter, we all know that whatever it's going to be is kind of you know warm boogers, but we're giving you enough that else oh, we're on the WrestleMania card that it is what it is because we just need to drag the time out. And I don't think that's a good answer, but unfortunately might end up being the answer. So I, I think if, if you want to make this the you know, Bray Wyatt hasn't had the WrestleMania moment, and if you want to make it like him destroying somebody at WrestleMania, you could argue would be an interesting moment. Like the, the entrance and him just killing somebody. Now you'd have to figure out the right person to put him with. Yeah. But I think you I can, still like you the can, John Cena revenge match. Well, I think John Cena would be wonderful in that role. But uh, if that didn't happen, I, I think there would that would be tricky to find the exact right person. But I think that there is something to be said that if you know if this isn't ending at WrestleMania, there's something to be said about just having a ridiculous fiend entrance and a ridiculous fiend domination at WrestleMania. I mean, it's fine. I'm not telling you that you couldn't do that. I mean, and, and you could easily get John Cena involved. All you have to have him do is come out, attack him, and bite him in the neck. <laughs> oh, God, I mean, Lord, I wasn't. I wasn't. Gonna, I was gonna try like make this more SmackDowny and make. We can just do that now. That's fine. Uh, and we'll just what get to everything else. What the fuck was that? Yeah, I mean, obviously it was it was jarring. Now that being said, this is where somebody's going to turn around and say it accomplished exactly what they wanted to accomplish, which was they've got people talking, even if you didn't otherwise know who <laughs> Shayna Baszler was before. But you um, didn't have to bite her in the neck to do that. I, like, I mean, the segment was fine. We're, we're talking about Shayna being a vampire, not Shayna being a badass I, MMA. Fighter. I I agree with that. And again, <laughs> it's not what I would do. Their <laughs> argument would be to uh, like we're uh, operating in the world where like Shayna Baszler I know, arriving. We're assholes. I know. Well, no, it's not even but that we're listen, assholes because we're not. Here's where my not. asshole mind went. You've got a performer that is established on television, correct? Like we, like for the most part, everybody knows who she is, especially because of Survivor Series. If you argue people don't want to watch NXT, they saw all that play out, right? Yes. You so you have a performer who's known for wearing a mouth guard, like every second of every match. Take it out and like it's so important that she wears it all the time. Now I'm gonna take it out and bite someone. Like it's like weirdest. And not not just bite someone, but take a chunk out of their neck. <laughs> uh, yeah, that all happened. I'm very aware. <laughs> I saw it. It doesn't make any sense. And I'm not being. No, we're not. We're not being assholes by pointing that out. In fact, it's it's always going to be uh the more compelling argument. The only argument I'm making back on the opposite side is the argument that they would make, which is now we have more conversation about it than we even would have had otherwise. Now what was going to be a talk- talked-about segment is the most talked-about segment. And what right, was going couldn't to be- she just bloody her face like Brock Lesnar does to people? Like, why does she have to bite her? Well, if, if the answer is simply that we want people talking about it more, then yes, people would talk about it more because she bit her, because <laughs> of the ridiculousness of it. Now, it's not necessarily presumably the reason they want people to talk about it but yet there is no doubt that you know the same way that people are we're talking about lots of weird terrible storylines you know we're still talking about katie vick 
you know, 15 years later. Well, right. This is not, not Katie Vig, let's be fair. No, I'm not saying no, it's not Katie this Vig. is not no, as bad no. as that. I'm, yeah. And I'm not saying it's the same thing, but if the idea is what's going to be talked about more, well, her turning into, I guess it's not even a vampire, because vampires don't take chunks out of necks. It's more uh, zombie, I'm going to be honest with you, I didn't have that much of a problem with this, but it is ridiculous. Um, I, I had I, a problem I, with it because it's ridiculous. It makes I, no but sense. I mean, like, I just kind of, like, I just kind of, like, this didn't, this didn't make me, like, really, like, I didn't feel the need to have to text you guys. About, like, I was just like, oh, God, here we go. Like, we're going to talk about this. Um, I just am concerned how much they lay into this kind of stuff with Shayna because I think we're always concerned with how they present a talent that's going from NXT to Raw. And I'm concerned that, like, she doesn't need this hokey stuff. Like, she's... I mean, I guess if... if okay, let's talk about what Glenn always talks about, though. If the argument is... We need to make sure for sure she's booed and hated. Okay, this is a way to start. There's something to be said for that. That like just somebody showing up is gonna get you a pop. Like that's the way it works. Like the crowd's gonna pop. But if like why didn't they bring uh Maria Shafir and uh whatever their name is? That's that that's the obvious way to get booed. And the other problem is like you can't really lean into this going forward because you're not gonna have her bite. Well, you say that her opponent every week. You say that. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, we've said I dumber mean, things. I, I will say this: if she start, if she does it again, and they start having her wrestle in a Hannibal Lecter mask, I, no. At least the first time around, I kind of pop just because it would be ridiculous. Oh. It would look cool, probably. I mean, oh, you tell me that they're not thinking about going down that oh, route. Yeah. Oh, it's, 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 she's DOA <laughs> if they do that. Uh, I disagree with that because she can. She's a good enough performer that like she can overcome something terrible. But I look. I think not, she's a good enough t- character actor to pull something like that. I off? don't know how much it requires character acting. I just don't. I honestly don't know how much it requires. I'm not saying like to, to have her wear a mask one time, like to lean into well, that. No, I thought Aaron was talking about making her like this character that's like crazy no, just, and. Biting people and being why? restrained I mean, with the mask and if, if 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 the question is why beyond simply we want a reaction why this in particular like right like like does it, WWE say you, she's required to wear that in order to fight yes like if, if we're going down the rabbit hole of all right let's say this was a storyline thing and not a oh crap how can we get a reaction and we're leaning into it the only logical direction is she's so dangerous in the ring she has to be Hannibal Lecter. Cool. Uh, <laughs> I'm not saying it's good, but yeah, it's not. It's not. I mean, again, I think we can all we can say what it is without going too far into hyperbole. It does not ruin anything. It's just not smart, and it's not good, yeah. and it's not the route that they should be going with Shayna Baszler. Now, again, they still have a lot of things. The stuff that I talked about last week, like that, that didn't get addressed because you went this way. Like this thing where you're doing, you know, Charlotte on NXT and Shayna Baszler here. Like you're, you're. you're I was to be told there was one time all year when superstars from various shows might face off with each other. Like, you have homework that you're just purposely not doing, and I think it's because you don't know the answer. You haven't fully decided what you're doing. Is Shayna Baszler a Raw superstar now? That would make sense. Like, it would be logical that they're bumping her over to Raw, but they have to say it at some point. They have to come out and say, oh, Raw was able to sign Shayna Baszler. And if that's the case, like, is it because we're still calling people up from NXT? 
Or can any show sign anybody that was on? Like, you still have to address these things. You can't just leave them fucking dangling in the wind. That's the issue with all of this. Like, this doesn't... I, I guess... Here, here's, here's my question about that specific point. Did you have a problem with Finn just showing up on NXT saying he's NXT? Uh, the idea was that NXT acquired... He was on NXT now. He wanted to go I mean, to they, N- never, they never said that. They well, never wasn't that prior said- to the draft, though? No, uh, I think that was after the. I, I don't remember the exact timing. It, it wasn't. No, it, wasn't it was prior the, because remember, okay, NXT yeah, was in so September it, and the draft was in October. Right, so so it wasn't connected to the draft. Right. What I would say is the issue. The only I didn't have an issue with it because he made it very clear. This is where I am. Like, there's no. And that was before they set the boundaries of right. like now these people are on right the shows and can't because at the time we still had the fun wild card rule and people and like, could just i guess do okay whatever. that that's fair you're right the wild card rule did exist i had momentarily forgotten like, that this <laughs> this this just devolves into nothing matters is what i always go back to like it's easy you always just go back to nothing matters because you never bother to do the work all you got to do is say raw has acquired you know Shayna baszler or maybe like it's a one-time trade-off because NXT is going to have shot like you got to do something that makes any of this matter. Otherwise, like what are we doing? Why have shows? Why have any rosters? Why not just go back to the thing that we always say it's going to come back to? Everybody's on whatever show we want them to be on. That's the way it works. Like so maybe maybe on backstage tonight they'll say she was a free agent and something. raw say signed anything. her or whatever. Do any of the work that you can do in order to clean it up. Like just say something to explain what you're doing. That's it. Do something and have it not be a managerial license because that's a bad way of doing it. (laughs) All right. When we come back in, we'll talk about the rest of the week that was in WWE, and we will make our picks for NXT TakeOver Portland, which is coming up on Sunday night. So that's what's on the way. Uh, Oh, by the way, and uh, you know what? We can save it for segment two. We'll talk about it then. I'm Glenn. He's Brandon. He's Aaron. This is Jobbing Out. Baltimore's favorite bar is just 771 feet from home plate. Sliders Bar and Grill, just steps from Camden Yards, is the perfect sports bar for Terps and Caps season with all the games on dozens of TVs. Sliders' daily specials include Mexican Monday, Wing Ding Wednesday, Bloody Brunch Sunday, and more with different drink specials every day of the week, including Fancy Clancy Pilsner. Find out about all the parties and get info on having your own party or company event at slidersbaltimore.com. Sliders, one of Baltimore's original continuously operating bars. I forgot this song existed. What do you mean you forgot this song existed? How I mean, could you forget? Hey, there he is. There he is. Why does it keep saying you're unavailable when I dial you? By the way? I don't know. That's really bizarre. Um, back in here for segment number two of Jabbing Out. Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster, Brandon Linton. Um, yeah, this song, not the smash that Paralyzer is, of course. Paralyzer is a smash. This song, I mean, I loved it when it I, came out. I'm not going to pretend like I didn't. <laughs> But yeah. <laughs> it does not hold up quite the same way. Um, all right, so a bunch of things. One, joining us in segment number three this week, PJ Hawks. Now, at first you might say, boys, who is PJ Hawks? Well, you've probably seen him about a thousand times in your timeline this week because he's the dude that jumped off the second floor of a shopping mall <laughs> into the ring. Um, he made ESPN. Yeah, he made ESPN. He made a lot of places. Um, By the way, that sounds way less cool than it looks. Yeah, you're, you're right. It doesn't. It do, I can't do it justice. Um, 
it is amazing. I mean, it's effing amazing. It's the coolest thing you'll ever see. Uh, if you haven't seen the video yet, he's the son of the great Luke Hawks from Wildcat. Um, PJ Hawks is going to join us here in segment number three. Uh, we got a lot to do in segment number two. Um, as always, as we were warning you about, things tend to change. Um, Aaron, I saw you were pretty active talking about this. Uh, Triple H is... Is, was this a was this a call or a, what was this that we were getting? Yeah, th- th- this was a conference call. So we all before takeover, he always does the conference call, and I guess he had just he said he was asked about uh, Shayna Baszler if she's a run. He was just like, nope, still in NXT, and we'll have sure. to work out a deal. Sure, <laughs> because you know that's the way this. I mean, and this is what we I said before. <laughs> this is they don't know the reason why we don't have answers is because they don't know the answers. Because there's no thought given to this whatsoever. It's just, ah, hell, we'll do something and clean it up later. And But the, it's so funny because it's like they specifically, all they have to do is just not say anything to the contrary and there wouldn't be an issue. But then you have Sami Zayn show up and he's like, oh, no, I know I'm not allowed to be here, but I am because I have a manager's license. Right. Like they sometimes say they have to address it. Other times it's just, ah, this is just a thing. Deal with it. Like it's the, and by the way, it could ultimately be that it's like a trade, basically. That like Shayna Baszler gets traded for Charlotte Flair, and they don't want to say that because like that would give away that Charlotte Flair is winning the NXT Women's Championship. Like they don't. There's a million things that could be in play here. That but like, you can't just do this and sort of say, ah, we don't know. Like that's not good enough. Like you have to have an answer. I, in I wonder way. if the reason why he's keeping it kayfabe here is because they are going to do something and he doesn't want to give it away well and, and that's the the most likely scenario is like is that charlotte's going to be on nxt for a while and this or i don't know if that's the most likely scenario but it's a potential scenario yeah like um, something has to play out and he's not just going to give that away on the call but or it's whatever. just it's just you got it when you start putting these things into motion you have to be willing to address it there has to be reason why these things are happening not just want to be like next week like Shayna baszler addresses why she came out or whatever right but you you can do that and you should do that but like it's still awkward in the meantime and you've had charlotte it, charlotte again, flair is not just, supposed to be on raw Correct. You have to explain it. Right. <laughs> Correct. And if this It'll is be case, like we have invited Shayna Baszler to Raw to explain her actions. Right. And if, if you're a superstar in NXT, why wouldn't you just say, well, I'd like to go for the, uh, the Raw championship too? And it just sort of makes everybody look stupid in the process. Because if you're allowed to do this, why wouldn't everybody do it? Why wouldn't Matt Riddle challenge Brock Lesnar tonight? Like, he did. Well, I mean, <laughs> you get what I'm saying. Um <laughs> Like, it's just, you've got to have a better answer when these things come up. Uh, all right, yeah, before we. It, it's clunky. Yes, that's what it is. It's clunky. It's Look, it's not the end of the world. I know that. This is where AJ would be screaming at us, like, you guys are nerds. Just enjoy it. Like, I get it. I do know that, like, it's a little wonky, but again. If you create rules, adhere to the rules. Otherwise, just don't create the rules. Fact. <laughs> fact. And again, just make it so that what I watch matters. That's all I'm asking for. Like, make it pay off that I'm watching every week, and I know there are rules, and I know that you've established certain things. So now make that matter, or else why the fuck do I need to watch? Because you can just do whatever you want whenever you want, and nothing that happened last week matters next week. Like, that that's part of this. It pay off the fact that people tune in week in and week out. Um, all right, a couple other topics that I wanted to get to before we make our picks. Um, one, so I, I finally realized, like, the first thing I was going to say is, so they blow off the four-on-four match on Monday night. So like that can't be what we're building to at WrestleMania because they already fucking did it. <laughs> so well but the heels won. 
And they cheated. Sure, so you could always just go back and do it again. Like I guess that's the case. And like, I, I still think this is going somewhere else. Okay. No, I I think there's a we're we're kind of I think we're thinking about this too hard. There I, is one match in all this they haven't done, oh. and it's the biggest match. Well, it's not the, Seth versus Kevin. Yes, they haven't done yeah. that yet. I, right. I I understand that, and that could be the answer. But there's a bigger problem that I have, which is I've realized what's going on. I mean, I I fully understand what's happening here. Because you don't have a main championship, and now you don't even have a secondary championship, all you fucking have is the tag team championships. This could be him and Samoa Joe. I am more and more convinced that this is just going to end up devolving to tag team championship. Mm. That's all you're getting out of this. I am more Mm. and more convinced of that, and that this is what happens because you're instead of having a tag division... Instead of doing the things that you should be doing with your tag division and the tag teams going after tag championships, you're just fucking putting tag belts on singles performers because you need something because all of your other championships are gone. And so ultimately, this ends up just being a tag team championship match and nothing more than that. I am convinced of it. By the way, not only are you doing that, you're doing that with (laughs) two guys that are in a faction with the tag team. Correct. You are pissing on your tag team division so much so that you have a tag team that you're not letting into the picture so that you can have singles performers be in the tag team championship. Two tag teams. Correct. You have Authors of Pain and you have War Raiders or Correct. Viking Raiders or whatever they're called these days. Yes. Basically, we are to believe, we are supposed to believe based on Raw that the Authors of Pain care much more about being part of Seth Rollins' faction. Yes. Than, and care I'm way less. Okay le- with that. And, and well, they care way less no. about the tag titles than Riddick Moss cares about the twenty four seven. Also true. Also one hundred percent true. And I'm actually okay with that. Far, I have far more problem with the Viking Raiders not caring more than I have a problem uh, with the officers. I, okay, not let's let's talk about that for a second. This is why the cult thing had to happen. I talked about this in the past. You had to make this a cult in order to explain why it is that these people would care about something more than they cared about the other goals that you would typically have wrestlers pursuing, right? But but only Seth Rollins is sort of going down the cult route at this point, right? Like, he's the only one that's talking about— Everybody else is just standing there. Correct. So you're not really getting the understanding of why it is that the authors of pain give a shit about any of this. They're not really trying to convince other people to join their cult. They're not really trying to show that like the cult is pursuing anything. It's only Seth Rollins that's explaining anything in this process. So I I, I kind of understand what you're saying, Aaron, but I, I would still say there's still a big hole right now in why do the fucking authors of pain give a shit? Why? Did- I, I mean, in in those promos before they, you know, ca- officially came back, it was they were always going more like we want to hurt people, we want to fight people. But they're not doing and, that. Well, no, there are hurting people. They are fighting people. I mean, that is absolutely what at- they are doing. Okay, I mean, like I guess technically that was true on Monday night. That's true. All right. <laughs> like that. That's true all the time. Whether it's jumping people from behind or fighting people in matches, they are fighting people. They are the muscle. That's what they're doing. Uh- I mean, I guess, I guess, I, I still think it's, I still think it's flimsy. I still think you need to have more of that explanation, and I still think that this group needs to have goals at some point, like beyond just Seth Rollins as the Messiah. 
Um, but I mean, I hear you. I hear what you're trying to say. Or, or you can just change their name to the Apostles of Pain, and we're all good. Uh, you could do it that way. That would be the option. Oh, that's great. That would be the option. Um, uh, Matt Hardy, might this? I mean, are we all? Are we all to assume that this was Matt Hardy being written off of television? And the long assumption from so many people has been because he's going to go join AEW to become the leader of the Dark Order. It makes sense. I think that it was certainly... Here's what I'm going to say. But I, they I let that, that happen, though. They don't have a choice. His contract's No, no, no. It's, it's not... W- would they give him um, another segment on television? And a big... Yeah, because it, right. because it helps Randy. Yes, I think they would. I mean, it was a great segment. It was yeah, a very I think it definitely it really helped, helped Randy. Randy. I, yeah, so I, I think in I, that case, yes. I agree with that. I, I, here's how I'd ask that: Could you have done something with Christian that would have been just as? as and I, I expect that I think to come. that's coming. I'm sure yeah. it'll come at some point. But R- remember, we have four months. Was it the three months until WrestleMania or whatever Two months. it is? Two, Two months. months. Okay. But if We've got a long time of no edge appearances. I, I guess what I'm saying is if you're convinced that Matt Hardy is leaving to take on a significant role in another company in just a couple of weeks. I mean, we're not talking about six months down the road. We're talking about somebody whose contract is up on March 3rd. If we don't know if, he ha- if he'll have to sit through the 90 days or whatever. I mean, if... I, I mean, I don't... And the I, pay-per-view I don't, is the 29th. Are they really going to let that drag on? Past the pay per view. Yes. Yes. Really? Yeah. I mean, if that's yes. if that's the plan, yes. if that's the plan, are they kind of teasing that they're you're going to find out who this guy is? No, they I don't are, think but they're I, necessarily. Have they said not, speci- not within weeks? Yeah. No. Have they said specifically what happened at the pay per view? They didn't say that, but they're sort of. I mean, didn't they unmask a guy already? A, like a lower level guy. I mean, yes, yeah, so had a mask on yeah, and we took it off. Like, right, and we didn't it, know. You know. And they keep playing up the who is this guy, and right. they're attacking people. Like, oh, they, they, it, they, mean, they, they can they can stretch it out a couple months, though. Well, but if they got to stretch it out another ninety days, that would be tough. I mean, like that it, would be that would be a little tough. This is Matt Hardy. I will be. I think it's going to end up being a big fart noise, like reveal of someone that no one cares about. But you say no one cares about him, and he was the most over thing before. No, it's not going to be Matt Hardy. It's going to be some other di- oh, more oh, disappointing. Oh, 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 you're you're saying that people won't care about? No, I think that they've put themselves in a position where it can't be somebody nobody cares about. So whether or not it's Matt Hardy, they will find somebody that people will care about. Um, I mean, I, it'd be it'd be a really bad look if they don't, particularly since everyone's convinced it's going to be Matt Hardy. Um, right. I I've. I have well, heard everyone convinced it was someone else like two weeks ago. And eh, the Matt Hardy it's stuff's been... been pretty strong for a couple of months now. And then people think it was Christopher Daniels or something. Like did it, and, it, it still could be Christopher Daniels for all we know. Yeah, but I, mean, I guess it could. I mean, it's not po- not impossible. Um, but the Matt Hardy stuff has been lingering for a while. I mean, it's been lingering for a while, and you know, like the thought is that. Like it, it does appear more and more clear. Although apparently Jeff was supposed to be visiting the performance center to have an evaluation to see if he's in shape that, that he could continue, that they would even consider. Like I, I do wonder about Matt Hardy showing up on Raw this week and it being a potential purposeful swerve. Like yes. that that they they are maybe considering keeping them around. And here's here's my thought that that was they're going to have that as a write-off as well. I don't think they're going to let him walk away without making a final offer to him. Now, whether he takes 
gets that final offer or not, we'll see. They're not just going to let him walk without saying, hey, what do you, what would it take? Is there anything we can do? But in case he does go, there, there's your write-off. Well, I mean, that might be the case. That might be the case. All right, and really quickly, since we brought up AEW, a uh, really weird bit at the end of the show that was unscripted and came off extremely awkward when you had... First of all, I, I got to be honest with you, because um, I am not... As we know, Brandon is the resident uh, AEW sucks at WWE we love. Uh, I don't think it sucks. I just, it, I, no, I don't I, like their fans. I, I, I know I like, not I like the show. I know that's not true. I'm just playing up the stereotype yeah. the way that you do. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, so... This was, to me, the greatest disparity that we've seen between an NXT final segment. I thought oh, that God, was the yeah. worst final segment AEW has done. I thought it was not only bad, I thought it was painfully bad. Um, it, the only thing that could salvage it would be the interest in trying to figure out who this person was that was attacking MJF at the end. And then we find out that wasn't even like part of the plan. That was just Frankie Kazarian improvising which either paints them in the corner where they've got to go somewhere with it, or you just right. pretend like it never existed, in which case you're back to where you started, which was this god-awful final segment of the show, which was it led to nothing. It was unwatchable. It somehow it like attempted to paint Cody Rhodes as being Jesus, which is like so much worse than the stuff that they, they compare to with Triple H and WWE. Like The idea that you're trying to sell Cody Rhodes as being our lord and savior like that this was horrendous i mean this was I, I i i tried to figure out if everybody else thought it was as bad as i did and the sycophants didn't but i i it's funny that there their were, fans are awful a, people no here's the funny thing about it though there were a lot of people who aren't normally on the AEW side, who loved it for what I did not I'm with you. I, I don't think it was. I didn't think it was atrocious. No, I, I just thought it. I don't think atrocious. I don't think I, atrocious I is even like, fair to describe it. It was. It was pointless. It accomplished yeah. nothing. The only things that it did were leave you with this awkwardness of the Frankie Kazarian thing and this idea right. that the on, the only thing that you could say that the segment accomplished is this attempt to make Cody Rhodes Jesus. That's it. That's the only <laughs> thing that Here's you Here's how you know it. it was bad, other than the fact that the eye test, that we watched it and have an opinion and know that it was bad. You know that other people know it's bad too, but they're just not acknowledging it because they're not like going out of their way to share it either. Like like when the Jericho segment, like the really, oh, I mean, two or three of the really uh, good Chris Jericho segments, yes. people were sharing those all over the place. This is why AEW is the best, blah, blah, blah. There was none of that with this. You know what I mean? Like, so that's how you know. Like, it, uh, nobody's going out of their way to be like, uh, Dynamite was awesome this week. Like, nobody. It, th this is the, the, the funny thing is you say that, and yet there are people who, again, aren't necessarily inclined to talk, talk about how, you know, it was good they happen to watch it this week. I mean, that, good, that's good old school storytelling that made you care it, about a character. Now, right. I don't necessarily agree that's the case. It certainly was not. surprising defenders of it as well. Like, I, there, it was none of those things. It was, it was, again, and I'm, I'm somebody who's in, been inclined to like AEW. This is far worse than anything I've seen a, a WWD do, except for, like, a certain extreme instances. Like, this was truly awful. And, like, I kept waiting for it to be salvaged. Like, I kept waiting. Like, there's got to be something. They have to know what fucking wet turd this is. This is nothing. There's nothing there. Um, like, it, this has been... 
the, the thing they did with Cody was so smart. They purposely said, we're not going to have the guy who's running the company be the guy that's also going to win the championship. We don't want yep. – it's too close to McMahon level that we're not going to do it. But they've yep. got to understand how much worse this is than that. Like, you're better to just have a guy chasing a championship than to try to present him as being holier than everyone else involved with the company. Like, this is this is horrendous. Like the Here's notion what I don't understand. How can they do what they're doing with the elite, which is great? A nice slow burn story right. that you want to know what's you know where it's going and and great matches on on their way to it and then do that at the end of the show. It, it, like I, I just don't yeah. get how that's the same show. And and what was the thought? Pro- like wait, <sighs> yeah, that's what I wanted. I want to know what is like you know as as we say on the on the whiteboard. We're trying to get from point A to point B. What accomplishes what? What was this supposed to accomplish? I'm, I'm actually genuinely curious what they wanted to accomplish with it. Well, I'll tell you what they've accomplished with me. I don't give a shit about Cody Rhodes' storyline right now. Like, I, I could care less. Like, I, again, I see... MJF Cody has been great. MJF Cody, that, that until now, has though. been great <laughs> until you try to say that Cody Rhodes is Jesus Christ. Right, like, then, right. then it's gone. Like, like this makes me not want to watch that part of the show. I want to see Jericho. I want to see him and Moxley. I want to see all the stuff with... Uh, I want to see Britt Baker right now, which is different. I didn't care about her before. Um, I want to see the Elite and what's going on, you know, what, what how this right. Hangman page yeah. thing is is playing out. That's Those are the things I care about on the show right now. And it, and it, it just... It hurts MJF. It, it hurts everybody in this... This was bad. You, you know what it was? It, it just hit me. Dusty was a huge Paul Newman fan. This was the Cool Hand Luke moment. I don't know why they thought to do it, but that's absolutely what this yeah, is. Yeah, maybe. I mean, that might be it. It's it's that, That's absolutely what it is. That might be it. It's just... it's. it's I, I don't know you needed it, and I don't know that it does anything, you know. It doesn't. But, I'm telling you, yeah. this was the lowest no, I felt I about... This was the absolute lowest that I've felt about AEW since it started. This was like a, a jump the shark type of thing. Like, you think this is something that it sure as fuck isn't. Um, and, and it's like, you don't realize how bad it is. Like you, you really think that this was a big moment that accomplished something. And instead it's the literal exact opposite of that. Um, that I have never felt this down about something that, and again, it's a short history, but like, this was the worst thing that they've done. All right, we got it. There, there was one good thing that came from it. What? Uh, Brandy came out. It looks like the Nightmare Collective is dead, according to an interview eh, she did. It's probably well, the, probably the good the news, best. and I was, I was just about to bring something like that up. Like, the good news is, I think it looks like they clearly know when it's time to abandon something. Yeah. So hopefully, you know, you know, it looks like they've, they've abandoned the Nightmare Collective thing, which is also awful and has never been interesting to me. But um, but like hopefully the same people that were like no let's get away from that are like okay let's course correct this too. I hope so. You know? I hope so. Yeah, it's, it's it's what I said. I think I said it last week. The one thing you can say about AEW for better or for worse is they understand when people are reacting and they move accordingly. I hope that's the yes. case. All right, uh, let's get to it. Sunday night NXT Takeover Portland. Uh, first time we've done this, stand alone on a Sunday night. This is new ground for uh, NXT, 7 o'clock on the WWE Network. There are six scheduled matches as of right now. We're also going to pick just because like it seems like there's a possibility that it could be coming. Let's go ahead and hypothetically pick um, Roderick Strong and Velveteen Dream just in case yep. that ends up being added, and we will start with that. Um, I guess that means that I am first. Um 
in a in a without having much time to tell the story, I think that that's as simple as just having Velveteen Dream win. So uh, in a hypothetical match, I have Velveteen Dream. Yeah, you you don't bring him back like that to have him lose right away. You can you can make the argument that you could do a, another attack by Undisputed Era, but that do, I, it just doesn't make sense in that story. Velveteen Dream would win. I agree, Brandon. Oh, Brandon, hello. Okay, well we'll try to get him back. In the meantime, we'll just uh, we'll hold on. We'll move to the next pick. Um, uh, for the six matches that are actually on the card, we'll start for the NXT North American Championship. Keith Sorry about that. Oh, hey, he's back. What but, about that? Uh, I, I got a delivery. Okay, Velveteen Dream. Okay, very good. Now, huh. NXT North American Championship, Keith Lee, Dominic Dijakovic. Aaron? Uh, I mean, it'll be another fun match, but I, you, you didn't put Keith the title on Keith Lee just to have him lose right away. Keith Lee wins. I, go ahead, Brandon. Keith Lee. Yeah, agreed on all accounts. Uh, a street fight. Blood feud. Dakota Kai. <laughs> Tegan Knox, Brandon. So, you know, I, I, I really think you got to go with Dakota Kai here because I think you've got something with her. I think this story has been more focused. Like, Tegan Knox has been a lot of nothing, to be honest with you. I, and, and I'm not saying ability wise, I'm just saying in the storyline, you know, we're not seeing her personality very much. We're not seeing, she's just the white meat person that Damsel got in distress, so if I, you will. I, I think this has to be Dakota Kai. I think it does more for her to win this match. I, like The funny thing is I would make the same argument and almost say that's why you have to have Tegan Knox win is because like you've, you've got to give her a moment at some point. Like You've got to do something with it. Um, I don't necessarily disagree that Dakota Kai I think has been the, you know, the quote-unquote winner of this so far. I'm trying to think about how I'm picking. You know what? Yeah, I, I think that I'm going to go Dakota Kai as well. Yeah, I, I think that Brandon's right that this isn't about Tegan Knox. Like, it never was about Tegan Knox. It's all about Dakota Kai. I also think that, and this is a big assumption with, you know, potentially Charlotte on the horizon, but if I'm thinking that Rhea Ripley is going to hold the belt, you need to start building up some more heels. Yes, you have Bianca Belair and stuff, but it's never a bad thing especially if Io Shirai's out for a, you know, we don't know exactly how long she's going to be out for, to have another kind of top-level heel, so to go to Kai. All right. Uh, tag Team Championships, the Undisputed Era against the Broserweights. Uh, I am first. You know, like, again, without knowing if there's something, I, I, I love the idea of just riding this out with the Broserweights. Like, I love the idea of that. And there's the possibility that there's a bigger story that's going to be told coming up with Undisputed Era at some point, but I don't know that that's yet, so I'm going to ride it out with Undisputed Era. Yeah, I'm torn. I, I think that you could make a really strong case to put it on the Broserweights here just because you don't really have anything for them going forward, and it keeps them active. Meanwhile, obviously, you can have... Uh, Fish and O'Reilly lose the titles, and they would still, you know, just because they're in Undisputed Era, they have storylines. Um, but now that I kind of think about the card, I think I'm having a lot of faces win. Yeah, that's what I'm struggling so with. So I'm going to go with Undisputed Oh, man. It almost feels like you can't have both them and Cole lose, though. That's the one problem. Yeah, I'm going to go with Undisputed win. Era. Okay. You can have them both win, but yeah. I, 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 yeah, give me Undisputed Era here. Brandon? So, we all know I have a lot of beliefs 
as to where uh, we're going for WrestleMania weekend. But I, I, a lot of those have been sort of shifted by the return of Velveteen Dream and the fact that if we think they're going to put him in this match with Roderick Strong this weekend, that, that sort of changes everything. So that means they're hot-shotting that to get him somewhere else. So I, I actually, this is the one match that I believe could go either way because I think that it's leading to a triple threat at WrestleMania now or at NXT Tampa or whatever. Right. But I, I'm going to go ahead and say the Broserweights win. All right. I like it. I mean, I, look, trust me, I'm yeah. struggling with it. I think there's a great there's a great argument for it. But I think these two teams are in the match regardless at Tampa for um, the tag team title with another team. All right. Unless it's unless there's a bigger match involved, and it ends up being just a four and four, and tag titles aren't on the line. That's the other thing I can kind of think of as we you cannot this you can't you can't not do a title match at uh, or you mean without the world title being involved? Right. If if you if your scenario no 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 not the world title. I'm talking about you do something along the lines of dream. And the Broser weights against Strong Fish and O'Reilly. Something. Oh, okay. I th- okay. Yeah, that okay. that feels yeah. really house showish to me. I, I don't. I don't like. Yeah. That. Um. All right. Uh, just a singles match. Finn Balor, Johnny Gargano, Aaron. Uh, I'm going with Balor in this one. I think Balor needs a big win on NXT. Uh, you, you know, the when Worlds Collide doesn't count as a big win. So give me Balor what here. Do you, what do you hate, Power Man Five Thousand? Go fuck yourself. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, Brandon. Yeah, I think so. Again, as I said, my thinking has shifted a lot from what I was thinking a couple of weeks ago. I think Finn Balor has to win this match because I think, you know, we'll talk about it later when we get to the title match. But Finn Balor for reasons to be disclosed later. All right. I, I too, am going with Finn Balor. You know what? Just We're going to go out of order here just because we're talking about it so much. Let's just go ahead and do the title match then. Um, Adam Cole, Tommaso Ciampa. Brandon, you're up first. Adam Cole's winning the match. I think that it's going to drive Tommaso and Gargano back into the tag title picture, and they're going to be in a triple threat match with um, the Broserweights and Undisputed at uh, NXT Tampa. So I think you give them both a loss. They have a reason to want to spark, you know, get the team back together or whatever. Um, And so, yeah. So you think so are, are, are you going Cold Dream in Tampa? Yes. Okay. I mean, look, I, if, well, I, I'm 100% convinced that's happening. I, look, I think there's two things. Either they're purposely going to hold off on Dream Strong and not put it on the pay-per-view and order to save or it. Or have a schmoz finish it. Right. Kind. In order to right. Save and if that, that happens, then I'm yeah. completely up in the air. But well, that's what I'm thinking. I mean, the, the, other, the other scenario could be that somehow you're trying to get the Finn in the championship match in Tampa, but that's really difficult to do because right now both guys are heels, so you'd have work to do there. Ultimately, I'm in agreement that Adam Cole retains the title. The more I think about this, the more I think that it... What feels right to me is... Like, this is kind of it, it for Cole in NXT. And to do that, I feel like... Whether or not it's just a straight rematch in Tampa where you do a four-way or a multi-man match or something, the easiest way to get there is to have Champa win here, and then you have Cole lose his rematch in Tampa, however form that takes. Okay. Although it so would set up that, nicely for Champa ba- Balor if you did that. Yeah, or, or Balor or whatever you want to do in that general direction. I think it just... It, 
you have more options. I feel like going forward. Well, I would you to your argument. Here, so. To your argument, Brandon, a Champa Balor match would set you up that you could do a undisputed era versus someone. You know, some right. combination of Velveteen Dream and the Broser Weights. Right. Yeah, know. that's the thing. I I don't think I think Dream and Strong continue. I I don't think you pull out those tights if it's just supposed to be a one week feud. So I think they're going forward with Dream Strong. What, what's in what's some bizarre form. about that though? Is that like there was a title involved before? I hear you. You know, and so it's kind of weird now to have him back. The titles on Keith Lee, like, and you really feel like now it's become elevated to something, right? But now it's become a blood feud because they did take him out. So I think you can you can do that. All right, really quickly, we got his wife on his tight, yeah, and And child, and kid, yeah, total total. uh, Total face move. Yeah, not psychopathic at all. Uh, Really quickly, the women's championship match. Just get to the part where you say Rhea Ripley, and we can be on with it. Rhea Ripley. Okay. Rhea Ripley. All right, very good. Now we've handled that. Uh, all right, Aaron, get your plugs in. Uh, watch the Daily Line or listen to it, 3 to 7 every day, NBCSportsRadio.com, NBCSports.com slash bet, or on NBC Sports Affiliates in D.C., Chicago, Bay Area, and uh, Philadelphia. And follow me on Twitter at the Aoster. All right, and TheBaltimoreSun.com as well. All right, yes. uh, we will be back in. Uh, Brandon and I, we're going to chat with PJ Hawks next and uh, wrap things up. I'm Glenn, and he's Aaron, he's Brandon. This is Jobbing Out. Hey, Dad, can we try one of those hoagie things? <sighs> Sorry, son. We aren't hoagie people. What do you mean? Son, we're Royal Farms sub people, like my daddy was and his daddy before him, like you and me and all the folks we know. Gee, Dad, I never thought about it like that. So you're saying hoagie people are... Aliens, son. They're aliens. <laughs> Royal Farm subs are Baltimore's best. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. Back in here for segment number three of Jobbing Out. Glenn and Brandon. Uh, Brandon, I have probably watched one particular video no fewer than 500 times this week, um, as as is the rest of the world, because it's the most effing amazing thing I've ever seen in my life. Um, joining us now here on the show, uh, a couple of guys, one who has done literally everything in the world of professional wrestling in his life. He is awesome. Uh, you know him from Wildcat, but literally you have, you have seen him at basically every show you've ever been to in your entire life. He's Luke Hawks, and then his son is the guy that you've seen on ESPN, that you've seen on every person's Facebook page that you've been on this week, on everybody's Twitter page. You've been sent the video a billion times because it's effing amazing as PJ Hawks went to the second floor of a mall and jumped from the second floor into a ring that was set up on the ground floor. It's the coolest thing anyone's ever seen. Luke and PJ Hawks now join us here on Jobbing Out. Boys, it is so good to talk to you. Thank you for taking the time for us this week. What's up, man? Thanks for having us on. Absolutely, absolutely, guys. Um, you know what, Luke? I'm actually going to start with you, right? Like, dude, everything you've done in your life, right? To see yeah. your boy, like, to come up with an idea like this. Can you take me through how this all came about, and then what this has meant to you, as you know, like he's moving forward in the career that you've been working on him for a long time. Yeah, it's. Man, it's just crazy, bro, because uh, he's a super talented wrestler. He's a, you know, multi-time champion, amateur wrestler. Uh, and then his professional skills are, are, are still, they're still young because he's only been wrestling about two and a half years, but he's very good and got a lot of traction, but not enough traction like this video. This video just kickstarted things, and to see him do that and just 
I'm waiting for people to get to see now go research his matches and actually see him hit the mat. You know what I mean? Because he's a mat technician. That's what he. That's what he labels himself as because that's what he does. He's just saying grinds. He'll go. He'll go to the mat with people and he'll you know wrestle with each guy 20, 30 minutes and move on to the next guy another 20, 30 minutes while guys are gassing out. He'll do this for hours. Man, wow. That's what he loves to do so. I'm proud of him, man. That's so cool, dude. I don't have that cardio. <laughs> that's not gonna happen. Uh, all right, PJ, take us through. Like you know, you're wrestling in a mall. Like you know, this event first, is coming. First of all, how the hell do you even get the mall to let you wrestle <laughs> yeah, in the mall? Right? That's fair. The malls around here would never let this happen. Well, this mall in particular uh, has a deal with the city, and we signed a deal with the city of Kenner, so they're trying to bring business into the city and definitely into that mall. So we do these special events um, a couple times a year for special needs with a company called Lanyard for Love. And we do these oh, wow. free events that are just for special needs only, right? And uh, so I had the idea of doing one in the mall. I was like, man, it would be cool since the city's with the mall now, we should do one at the mall. And then uh, I was like, but it's kind of hard to charge for those shows. So um, I wouldn't know how to do it. So they said, man, y'all should do a Land Yacht for Love show here. I said, well, if we're going to do a Lanny After Love show, we might as well just do it for everybody and try and, like, uh, thank you for everybody who supports us through the years and has supported us. So that's what we did, man. We we signed a deal with the mall, and uh, I was told the mall did more business in that one day than it, it has all year. I believe, it's a heck of an idea, and other malls, given what they're going through, you should start thinking about these types of yeah, ideas. Yeah, I was going to say, you know, the malls are kind of in a state of flux right yeah. now. Like, the, the one in my hometown has a community college in it. Like, they're trying all kinds of things yeah, it's to, right. to get people I, in there. So I that actually people, makes a lo- whole lot of sense. I see people crap on it like, this isn't a mall. This, you know, what kind of Bush League thing runs in a mall? Like, dude. For me, a mall is a cool ass atmosphere. You know what I mean? It's something different and unique. This ain't this ain't the Walmart parking lot. You know what I mean? This is and like you said. This is well, we see it's revolutionary because the only other show that would be held in the mall was WCW in '95, right? Mall America in Minnesota. So what we doing was revolutionary, and then we set the bar high because we went and just hit. You know, Perry Perry got almost TJ Perry. PJ's real name is Perry. But he got almost 7 million views right now on his Twitter alone. That's not including all the ESPN right, and right. the Sports Center and, 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 you know, all the other sites that have been sharing it. Uh, we had the mall trending number two on Twitter. The mall was trending number two on Twitter yesterday. Dude, holy <laughs> hell. <laughs> holy hell. That's, that's the best money that mall's ever spent, ever, period. Oh, that's, what, that's what I'm saying, <laughs> that's bro. That's a fact, man. All right, so, so PJ, take us through. You know you're going to be wrestling in a mall. Had this been something you would like imagined in your mind at some point? Like, wh- how do you go from we're wrestling in a mall to I think I'm going to try to do the craziest thing that anyone's ever attempted to do? Well, you know, everybody's got their daredevil side of them where they imagine something. They're like, oh, that'd be amazing if you could do this and that. And a lot of us don't get to put that, you know, into, into plan. But in the middle of the match, it was kind of spur of the moment. I, everybody was down. I said, all right, let's, I'm just going to go up. And uh, I knew I had confidence in myself because not only am I a professional wrestler, I'm a professional stuntman, too. So I know how to take falls. Got and you. So my dad. And uh, I just went up there. I knew my dad had confidence in me and got up there. We got over the railing safe and just jumped. Did you, had you gone up there at all before to, like, look and sort of scout it out? Or were you like, man, I, I'm not going to do that to myself. I'm just going to go make it happen. 
Oh, I, I, I looked around beforehand. I, I definitely checked it out. And I'm like, uh, yeah, I think I could do it from right here at this spot. You know, it, was, it wasn't anything definite, but I was looking around like, this is a possibility. When you, when you tell the boys, this is what I'm going to do, is their reaction, oh, my God, that sounds cool, or is it like, dude, they, you're... They, they ain't no telling the boys, you know what I mean? That's the thing. It's, it's, you just do you it. Know, you don't give somebody... Yeah, because well, you don't want somebody else to steal your stuff. So you don't tell, I'm just being real, bro. You uh, can't tell Wait, them, so they, like, found I mean? out right then that you were doing this? That's it. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> Oh my god, dude! It's such it, dude. It's such a. I mean, it's the coolest thing ever. Did you know, PJ, after you had done it? Like, did you realize immediately? I know that's going to be the coolest thing, and people are going to eat it up. Or did you have to see people sharing it a little bit to like understand the impact of what you had just done? Well, once I hit it, I knew I, I was proud of myself. I got down there, you know. Luckily. I was a little sore. I got the wind knocked out of me a little bit, but no major damage. But I was like, that was clean. I felt it. I knew it. And uh, once I saw the video, you know, because I just did it. I Obviously, I couldn't see how it looked or anything like that. But once I saw the video from a bunch of different angles, I'm like, wow. You know, I really think this can do some contraction. But never like it did now. I mean, with, we had Barstool, ESPN. Uh, it was on ESPN. A bunch of news. Telemundo. Telemundo. <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> It's the coolest thing ever because like nobody can look at it and think anything other than that's the dopest thing I've ever seen in my life. Like, oh my god, it's amazing. Luke and PJ Hawks are with us here on Jobbing Out. Um, give me, has there been somebody that's reached out to you? Like, you know, obviously PJ growing up in the business and your dad doing what he does. I'm sure that you know a lot of wrestlers already. Like that in your life, you've been around a lot of like famous people uh, throughout the course of your life that that are familiar with you and your family. But have you seen someone share the video or say something? Any one particular person that's been like most oh my god amazing to you that they like recognize what it is that you had done? Uh that's a tough one. I, honestly, it's been very hard to keep up with everything because I'm getting so many notifications and stuff like that. It's tough, you know. I try to be on my phone, but I, you know, I, I go to school, I go to college, and I, I coach wrestling back in high school. I go to training. So I, I try to look at everything, but it's really tough. You know, sometimes I, I, I look back and like, hey, I tweeted you. I did this and that. And I'm like, oh. But um, uh, it has been getting a lot of recognition. It was definitely cool to see all the sports channels say that. I know Luke Cage on Instagram shouted me out. It was pretty cool. I wouldn't expect him to yeah, that doesn't suck. me on there. That doesn't suck. Uh, yeah, Gary Owens, the comedian Gary Owens, who has a huge following, he, he tweeted it. I mean, he posted it on Instagram. So, like, a lot of celebrities did it, so it's cool, man. That's awesome, man. That is awesome. Luke, um, you know, like, was there a part of you that was like, man, I wish I would have thought of this? Like, was there any part of you that was like, dude, I'm happy nah, for my... Man. Hey, hey, I had my time, bro, and I mean, I still got a lot of love left in me, a lot of work left in me, and I'm, 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 I am I'm, feel like I haven't even hit my prime yet. But, you know, seeing my son succeed and get the love is it, just, it's amazing for me. For me, it's better than me or anybody else doing the watching my son succeed and get these national headlines, international headlines. It's just, it, bro, there's no head. That's How awesome. can you describe that? Because you always want your kid to do better than you. 
That's awesome. At least you should in my eyes. You no, know what I mean? So cool, so. man. That's so cool. We're we're both dads, so we know exactly what you're talking about, man. Like it's yeah, man. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And for me to be doing the father son tag team thing is just is just for me. It's a high because I've done so much cool stuff in my life, and I don't even look at it as cool stuff because it's just I just I just go do it. You it's know, work. And I, I've done like like as far as being in movies, yeah, and this and that, and traveling. And, you know, there's a lot of stuff I can't even say on the radio what I've done, but it's just. Uh, <laughs> but, but at the same time, I, it, to me, once I do it, it's over with. You know, I'm off to the next thing. So, uh, I, I just watching my son make progress and be successful and work hard and get some recognition for me. That, that's just lovely, man. It, to be doing it alongside him is even better. Is there? Um, <clears throat> do you get to charge maybe a little bit more for the next appearance because of something like this? Does that get to come along yeah, with it you know. too? Well, of course, because people want us. It's hot right now. Yeah. And it, it ain't even done yet. Like, we got so much stuff coming up. Uh, I mean, we're about to be featured on uh, NWA Circle Squared. Or Square oh, Circle. wow. Uh, wow. So, so, yeah. Oh. So, that's going to be cool. Uh, and I normally wouldn't even say that. Like, this is the first place I've actually announced that. But, wow. I mean, they've, already mentioned, they've already mentioned it on Twitter that, that we're going to be on an episode. So That's so cool, uh, man. That's so cool. Yeah. Dude, so you we know, got some stuff in the works, you know. Like you ever, like Luke, you ever pinch yourself a little bit? Like you mentioned everything you've done. Like I think about this too, right? Like I, I, you have no idea how many times I've seen you somewhere. But like, you know, you mentioned movies. Like, dude, you did Logan. Like you've done everything. Yeah. You, you, you had, you know, your your run in the biggest company in the world. Like you've you've accomplished so much. You ever have to pinch yourself that like you've been able to live this life for this no. long, and now you get to, no, to watch bro. your boy do it? Hey. I, I use a restroom just like you. I eat just like you or anybody else, anybody listening. You know what I mean? My thing is just go to the next, keep outworking everybody and trying to get to the next project and trying to keep my head sane. You know what I mean? And, and then, you know, and, and try try to keep my calm when, when my son's mother uh, is chewing me out. You know? <laughs> yeah. The bullshit doesn't go away just because you had that, a video that, trend. Never, bro. Never, bro. So That's a good uh, point. Just trying to be cool. You know, I got I got a lot of stuff. PJ just did a few movies. You know, he got a few movies under this belt. He got a few more coming up, and uh, I got a bunch coming up. I got this new Jamie Fox film about to come out on Netflix, and then I start this new film uh, next week. Actually, it's a vampire film we about to start working on, which is gonna be cool. Wow, and just man. you know, we're just hitting it, bro. Work, work, work. A lot of wrestling in between. A lot of people come, you know, hitting us up about bookings and stuff. So, uh, all right, P- PJ, how do you like? How do you build from here? Like, you know, this. It, there's going to be somebody now, but a lot of people are going to think of you as this is this is the thing that you do, right? Like, is there an, a crazier? Is there a stunt that like can somehow compete with this that you'd say, yeah, I can incorporate that into wrestling? I'm, I got time, I'll do it. Yeah, it's uh, my my wrestling on the mat. People be paying attention to that a lot. Uh, <laughs> That, that's that's what I'm known for, man. I love it. I love the grind. I you know I can do. I don't do any flips. I'm not too fancy with that. I can do. I can do a, a good crossbody and a real mean axe handle. But uh, other than that, I don't get too much on the ropes. You know what I mean? But yeah, it's just I don't plan on doing this again. It was just something I knew I was capable of doing, and I'm trained to do it. And it's it was okay for me to do it. So that's why I took that risk. You know, yeah, it's a risk anytime we step in the ring. But, you know, I don't want to be labeled as that. And I think that's really what I'm going to be pushing. I have a lot of eyes on me now, some that I didn't have before, not only on me, but on my dad and a Wildcat, too, which is good for us. And it's just going to showcase our skills. And, hey, 
I not only can I do that, but I can wrestle. So, and they're gonna pay attention to that. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. All right, Luke and PJ Hawks. Let me get uh, plugs in for both of you guys. Um, uh, Luke, I'll start with you. Remind people where they can find you and Wildcat and everything you guys are doing. Yeah, uh, you know, all social media. My social media is at Luke Hawks five hundred four. That's H A W X at Luke Hawks five hundred four. Uh, Wildcat Sports is cat with a K W I L D K A T. So at Wildcat Sports to follow our promotion. Get, we get a really cool, a lot of cool stuff, man. We just had a big show uh, in November at the Pond Strand Center out here, where we drew uh, over twenty two hundred people at. That 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 whole show is for free on YouTube on our Wildcat Sports page. So you can check that out if you want to check out some Wildcat. And we just keep pushing, bro. Hit me up. Follow me on Twitter, Instagram, all that good job stuff. And then check out PJ's stuff. PJ will give it to you. Yeah, yep, P- PJ, go ahead. Thank you. Everything's at PJ underscore Hawks. So PJ underscore H-A-W-X, Twitter, Instagram, all that stuff. And, of course, follow Wildcat Sports, Wildcat with a K. All right. I, I just, you know what? I had a listener because I asked, and they went, can you, PJ, before I let you go, what does, can you describe what the feeling is like when you are floating through the air in that moment? Like before, can you just describe that that in between when you get off the ground and when you you hit the dude's arms, like what that moment feels like? Y'all, y'all listen to Tom Petty. Yeah, of course. Free falling. <laughs> there you go. Oh, he loves horses in America too. I know that much. Oh, All right. Yeah. Uh, Luke Hawks, PJ Hawks, dude, congratulations to both of you, man. This is so cool. It's It's been our favorite thing that we've been watching a million times all week. Um, y'all are incredible. Thank you for taking the time for us this week, and nah, let's do it again we soon. We appreciate y'all. Hopefully we'll see y'all up at MCW soon over there in Maryland. Absolutely. Love MCW, love being there, you know? yeah, Absolutely. Thank you for having us on. So cool, man. So cool. Thank you to Luke and PJ Hawks. And, um, my, like, they, you know, I get that, like, in theory, it's not, it's not that crazy what he did, right? Like, that guys have jumped from serious distances before for professional wrestling stunts. It's the aesthetic of yeah. doing it in the mall that looks like every mall you've ever been in in your entire life. I, I was going to say that, too. Like, it looks like my mall Correct. in my hometown. It looks like the White Marsh <laughs> Mall here in Baltimore. Like, like, it looks like, like it's undeniably a shopping mall. And the shopping mall that you've been in, and how many times... Have you, walking around the shopping mall, thought about, like, as a kid, what if I were to jump over this railing, right? Like, how many times did you have a thought like that at some point in your life? And I think that's why this video has played more than other guys that have jumped from other places throughout professional wrestling. It's just because of the association that we have with the mall. And, like, the fact that we... The other reason is, I mean, this guy, PJ, uh, him and his dad, first of all, what... What great dudes to oh, talk no to. Doubt, I mean, that was man. so much no fun. Doubt. No doubt. But uh, but PJ, uh, you know, we learned a little bit about how he has a, a very strong um, amateur wrestling history and things right. like that. Aside from that, though, if you look at that video, that just looks like some kid did. You it's know? true. Like, he has wrestling tights on, but he, he just looks like people you were friends with in high school. Oh, if you told me that was all like a, 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 a jackass video stunt, you know what right. I mean? Like, like if I, you told me that kid didn't have one ounce of wrestling experience, I would believe you. And it's not right. because he didn't do it right or whatever. It's just because he of the, his look. You right. know what I mean? Right. Like, he just looks like a guy. Like, well, I mean, dude. And... and his dad does not just look like a guy. Correct. Yeah, his dad shredded and jacked, and <laughs> yeah, no yeah. doubt about that. His dad looks like uh, uh, a wrestler for sure. Well, and Luke Hawks has done everything in wrestling. My God, dude, those guys are great. Um, aw- awesome for them. A really cool moment, and it's cool too that like like 
I think for everybody in wrestling that knows everything that Luke Hawks has done, for him to be able to have sort of this life because of his son is really cool too because it's sort of a celebration of them and like everything that they've accomplished. If this had just been like Steve Stevenson that had pulled off this stunt, like that would be neat because it would still be like a really cool looking video. But I think for a lot of people in the wrestling business, it's a celebration of Luke and his family. And I think that's part of the reason why it's played in the wrestling community a little bit more. So um, just awesome. Appreciate them taking the time. And obviously they're being, they've been inundated this week and they're doing appearances all over the place just a just a super cool thing all right a uh, couple things that we want to knock out before we wrap up for the week uh just glenn and brandon wrapping things up this week brandon um let's let's cover you brought it up uh, in break we didn't mention it and i, I should have but <laughs> in trying to make drew mcintyre more of a baby face going into a match against brock lesnar Maybe not having him act like such a fucking dick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, th- there's definitely a better way to pull off that segment. They could have, I mean, I thought they, they tried, they tried to give MVP, like, the heel rule, but they didn't give him enough no, of it. No, like, he, they danced around it. He's it was just still, like, oh, this still people seen... still, like, they should have just had him be a massive asshole. Right. And then this is all kind of. Right, the truth the is rest- that like this segment really played out more as though he was just sort of a veteran who had accomplished a lot that was trying to offer his help. Like, yes, th- you're right that they danced around the idea of he was like trying to steal a shine or that he thought he was like, better. The reason, the, and the reason, the only reason I know that is because they had the guys like pretend to not let him in, right? You know, to the VIP ropes, and so I was like, oh, okay, this is what they're gonna do. Right, they're gonna do the thing where MVP's a cocky, but he wasn't cocky enough. Like no. he wasn't. No, heelish enough. He not was nearly. literally just saying all the things that, by the way, some people are legitimately saying. Correct. <laughs> like, correct. Like, hey, we kind of hot shotted this guy. Is he does is he gonna work in this role? Like, these are things that I I believe he will. But like, these are things we wonder because like just because somebody has all the right tools doesn't mean it's gonna end up working in the end. You know what I mean? And. And, and the things that we've talked about even uh, are the things he brought up, and then he just headbutts him in the in the middle, you know, in Correct. the middle of the segment. Yes. You're like, kind of like, that's not really what you want the big baby face to do. No, it just makes um, you look like an asshole. That's it. <laughs> like, you know, MVP, MVP should have, like, hit him with the, you know, some part of the furniture, and then you do that, yep. right? Yep. And then it's all fine. Agreed. Um, uh, agreed. But, you know. It was a little. It was a little weird. Yeah, look, um, I don't. I don't think it derails Drew McIntyre at all. But I, I'm in agreement with you. It was very dumb. It was a very. And, and the other weird thing they did that we didn't talk about from the week prior, and I meant to, was that, <laughs> and I know why, because they wanted it to be a surprise. But you have Drew McIntyre cutting promos on Brock Lesnar, and then Brock Lesnar comes out at the end yeah. of the show and beats up Ricochet. Yeah, that so, was. So like these two things in a row, I'm a little. I, I know it. The part of me that trusts them a little bit is like, okay, they just need to get through Super Showdown, and then this will be fine. Um, and and that's sort of this is a lot of this is vamping through Super Showdown, right. so they can really turn up the heat on Drew and Brock because they need you to care about Drew and or Brock and Ricochet, um, or as I like to say, our Irish friend uh, Rick O'Shea. Yeah, I love Rick O'Shea. Um, he wanted you to know that he's been making those jokes for a very long time. He said that on Twitter this week. Oh, um, did he? Oh, yeah, okay. he did. 
really quick, let, uh, let's just touch on a couple things. One, um, you said that there's been a leak of uh, who's in the elimination chamber. Yeah, and I think there's uh, I think there's a potential, uh, not tell, but maybe like a potential hmm on there, which is uh, so the building leaked that the main event is going to be Roman Reigns, Braun Strowman, Daniel Bryan, Shinsuke Nakamura, King Corbin, and Robert Roode in the Elimination Chamber match, and the winner will earn a chance to fight the Universal Champion at WrestleMania. Well, I think Robert Roode in there... See, we have this guy who's going to be on SmackDown on February 28th. His name is John Cena. Oh. I'm wondering if Robert Roode is a placeholder for John Cena... And that we might get John Cena in this match and that we might get what we were speculating is a very long shot in segment one, which is that what if you do want John Cena to come in and eat the pin against the Fiend? Right. And um, drag it out a little bit longer to give. I'm, t- I'm telling you, they, not that they haven't done this before, but it makes no sense that Robert Roode is in that match. Well, I disagree. They've, they've put fringe mid-carters in uh, That's what I said. Chambers. They've done this before. Yeah. But um, I'm still gonna say, all the people that you that you have right. listed here have been part of the main story, the focal point of a main story. Robert Roode has been in one of the main stories, right? But like, how is he, not right. Ziggler? Well, you would, you if would you're say, gonna pick one of those right. guys, you would say that Ziggler would make more sense. I understand that, and and who knows what the the purpose would be for trying to accomplish something? And it might have nothing to do with Robert Roode, and it might even be that if like if he is in the match, and and it also could be that. Essentially, they had to say something to the building. They didn't know who the six guys were, so we're just going to write down six guys. That's what it is. Or they know who the guys are, but they don't want to spoil John Cena, and so that, Robert that, Roode that is maybe, the guy who's maybe listed. That's maybe that's it. Until John Cena comes February 28th, which, interestingly enough, is right after Super Showdown. Yeah. It's literally the next, the next day. Night. And it also, it's smart. Like You do wonder how much like they're nervous about what happened the last time, about guys getting back. And so, like, now they guarantee that even if they have any sort of travel issues leaving Saudi John Arabia, Cena. they still have John Cena on the show the next night. So, I mean, that's well, then, then, you know, the only the other thing, A, it would be very surprising, which, you know, considering where John Cena is at in his I know that he's a lot more committed than any of these other guys who we have to rely on coming back every now and again. He's a lot more committed to the WWE than most of those guys are. Um, but I will say it's it would, you know considering where he's at in his movie career and all the roles he's getting, it'd be very odd for him, A, to be able to come back for any extended amount of time, and B, to go into that match. Because that's the match everyone gets injured in, you know? That's interesting. Um, Right, that's an interesting thought process. So, Um, I don't know, but I I will say I'm going to, I'm kind of like curious as to if Robert Roode is the red herring here for John Cena, or that's probably the wrong terminology, but you know what I'm saying. He's the sort of placeholder till they put John Cena in the match. Then, uh, by the way, then that match looks really, really fun. Oh, I hear uh, you. I it it hear already you. looks pretty fun, but right. you put Cena in there, I think we've got three guys who could legitimately win. Right, with um, him and Daniel and, yeah. and Roman, right. So real right, quick, exactly. oh, again, I don't want to, and boy, it's funny that I brought up the two-hour thing early in the show. I'm, I'm going to try to keep uh, uh, wrap this up here in the next couple minutes, but I do want to spend, spend a thought um, uh, as from between segment number one and segment number two, which we taped over the course of two days, um, I, I had a conversation with a buddy of mine who said, uh, by the way, because we talked so much about Daniel Bryan thing and could you redo it? He said, is there a chance that we're all overthinking this? 
and that the answer is as simple as they didn't want to put the belt on Daniel Bryan at the Royal Rumble because they knew he wasn't going to go to Saudi Arabia. And that ah, we're all think about we're that. all just rubes and not realizing that like they had to figure out how to drag it past Super Showdown because they wanted to have a championship match and Daniel Bryan wouldn't go do it there. And I think that's oversimplifying it, right? Because I don't think they would do Daniel Bryan Goldberg. Like that doesn't make a lot of sense, even if Daniel Bryan was willing I mean, to go I'll to. I tell you what, I, I'm not so sure. I wouldn't want to see that. <laughs> okay, maybe, maybe, um, but. I don't know. There's something. There's. There's. At least it leaves a thought in my mind. Like, hey, some of their decision making might be impacted by Daniel Bryan's unwillingness to go to Saudi Arabia. Now, that's never going to change. So, will you perpetually only be able to consider Daniel Bryan as a champion during the stretches in which you're not, you know, like for the six months between Saudi Arabia shows? Like, no, because you have two champions, so you could just leave that championship off the match or, or off I mean, the show if in, they really in, wanted to well, unless the folks in saudi arabia say you've got to have two championship matches in which case well was so there was was there no saudi arabia show while he was the cha- i mean he was a champion for quite a while uh remember they had him i mean i have to go back and do the math because he didn't he go to the original saudi arabia show he didn't go to the one when he was a I, heel champion right, right i know that if if there was one, and, and and we might have got lucky, and that might have been a stretch of t- We need to do this. We need to look this up. So Daniel Bryan, he beat AJ Styles on SmackDown, right, and won the title. Uh, yes, yes, correct. So that and that was on, um, November thirteenth, because okay. because then he fought Brock at Survivor Series. Daniel Bryan as the champion fought Brock Lesnar. Because that was the whole thing. The champions fight each other. Okay, so we've had five shows, right? We've had mm-hmm. Greatest Royal Rumble was the first one in 18. And that was the one that I thought maybe Daniel Bryan went to, but I guess he never went to any of them. Yeah, I thought he was in one of them, too, like the very first one. But there, um, there yeah, were... Yeah, because wasn't he in the Rumble like the whole fucking match? He uh, was like number one in the Rumble. Okay, so this was April of 2018. He didn't go. Or he, yeah, he didn't go. So then November of 2018 was, they, they did have championship Crown, Crown matches. Crown Jewel, but that was before he won the title. Right, that was AJ versus Joe. So that was And then clearly, there wasn't another match, there wasn't another one until after he lost the title. In June of 2019, yes. Right. So, so Interesting. interesting. Certainly interesting. Interesting thought. Uh, I'll give better, uh, credit to my buddy Chris who brought that up to me. It's certainly worthy of consideration that perhaps that is impacting, you know, their timing on when they do things, and maybe they're not afraid of going right back to Daniel Bryan. They just were trying to drag it past this date. Don't know. Well, Don't know. And I could, and I could also oversimplify it even more for you. It's so much cooler to have him win at WrestleMania well, than it Royal Rumble. I agree with I mean, that. It's definitely cooler. It's just that it would seem as though if you knew that, maybe don't put him right back in. Like, don't have him take so many losses in the yeah, process. They could have vamped the Miz out to Royal right. Rumble or something. something like you know, they could have instead of having him come back so soon. Or they could. Or yeah. again, there could be the argument that we talked about earlier, which is they did it purposefully to try to get a jolt into Daniel Bryan's character somehow, and we're going to see crazy right. badass friday will be interesting to see because they've started something new right. with him last friday right all right so um we uh, uh wait what about the prestigious oh the um, Tawake trophy hell yeah man you know i'm a Tawake trophy guy i've been i have never missed a Tawake trophy match in my life uh this the, is the, the most important 
I just I can't wait to hear the promos. Oh, for this. no like, doubt. It'll be this is the, the most top. prestigious trophy. No question. No equal question. to. <laughs> yeah, equal to WWE if not if not better than yes, a hundred percent. So um, we got AJ Styles. And the interesting thing in this too is you've got two guys who aren't even in action right now. Three technically, um, if if you want to count like the missing Rusev for whatever reason just disappeared oh, yeah, from television. True. Right. Uh, so we've got AJ Styles versus Andrade versus Bobby Lashley versus Eric Rowan versus R Truth versus Rusev. If this match, so like, again we we don't get all the things we like to talk about when these matches happen in Saudi Arabia because the crowds are. Weird, uh, weird. Yeah. yeah. Um, if this match was in Philadelphia or in Chicago, this would be the biggest R Truth pop you've well, ever heard in your well, life. Because look at the other people be. in this match. No doubt. No doubt. <laughs> Bo- nobody's cheering for Bobby Lashley. Andrade, like we all respect him, but like I feel like he's doing a good job of being a heel. AJ Styles is doing a very good job of being unlikable right now. No one cares about Eric Rowan. And Rusev is just like, they've killed his shine, you know? So, like, this would turn into... R-Truth should win this match 100%. Uh, I agree wholeheartedly that what's the purpose of any of this, but if not, if you're not doing that, but who knows? Who knows? Because it might just be that the uh, Saudi Arabia folks say, we love... um, uh, yeah, whatever. Or AJ Styles, and so we need something to have AJ uh, Styles holding a trophy at the end of the night. You know, like, or, or maybe, or maybe this is what they give to Rusev. Hey, Rusev wins a trophy. Right now, yeah, now it looks know. like he did something. In fact, the argument you can make is if there's if there is a performer that folks in Saudi Arabia would be most inclined to like, since they like everybody who's been around for a while. Well, our truth has been around the longest of any of these guys. Yeah, so yeah, like 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 by a lot. Yes. So maybe they're most inclined to want this and that's the reason why it's happening. I don't know, but yes. Unless the Twig trophy spits blood, then it's in Eric Jesus Rowan's Christ. cage. Jesus. Um <laughs> anyway. all right. And uh, finally, because all we talked about earlier was just the fact that it was long. Um just your thoughts, your first ever Ring of Honor experience, uh thoughts on the show, thoughts on what you saw. So honestly, um other than a couple of the performers who were in WWE or or elsewhere that were in the battle royal i've never seen any of these people wrestle before um and let's see what were the matches that i saw i saw let's see um we free saw, enterprise you saw the crazy battle royal that was ultimately won by flip gordon yeah so i that was interesting i i really like i liked um the man eater she was awesome oh oh session what, moth martina Oh no no, no the, from the, the match. That was in the sorry. sorry. Oh my god. Oh why am I blanking on on Oh Jesus Christ. I'll tell you in one second. She was incredible, man. And that was a that was a hell of a an angle they shot with her with Bubba Ray putting her through a table yeah, right. or bu- Bully Ray, I should yes, say. Bully Ray. Um so I did not see the Brody King match. I did not see Oh, the Briscoes? I've never seen the Briscoes before. That's crazy oh. to me. Holy shit! By the way, Maria, Maria Manic is who we were talking about. Yes, yeah, she yes. was awesome. So um, she, the battle royal, like that's the she's the one thing in the battle royal that really like I'll remember. Other than Flip Gordon taking off the mask and revealing that it's him instead of Dragon Lee, um, but I, I I thought they made her look like a million bucks in that battle royal, and I, I I was just like, wow, who is this chick? You know, like she looks incredible, and she was holding her own with dudes and. Had a couple cool spots in there, but the the one thing I took away from this whole event was like how insane are the Briscoes? 
I mean, those guys are incredible. They're I think awesome. I asked you, like, how did WWE not sign? Well, they've guys? tried. They've tried. Um, it just haven't had. The Briscoes are very comfortable where they are. This is. They've sort of become the the heart and soul of Ring of Honor over the years. I mean, god um, damn, didn't somebody like a while ago, like you know, in WWE say like, why aren't these guys with Bray Wyatt? You know, like five years ago when yeah, Bray Wyatt was doing what I mean, he was doing, they were trying to get like, him before that. Like, I mean, the the Briscoes, of course, but I just mean like even the vi- like the fact that they're talented is obvious within three seconds, right? Right, like. Uh, of their talent in the ring, but the vibe they have, the characters that, you know, the, who they are, you, I mean, it's straight up like peanut butter and jelly with the Wyatt family in 2015 or whenever yeah, that was. Yeah, a hot you're right. It would have been great. I would have, I mean, for professional wrestling's sake, I would have hated it because it would have been a waste of the Briscoes, but like, I get it. I get what you're saying. Right. Right. Um, um, you know, Jeff, Jeff Cobb, you know, uh, I've seen him, as you know, was Matanza, Matanza, and um, Lucha Underground. I thought he was cool. I didn't think that match gave us gave me what I wanted to see from those guys. I've never seen Jay Lethal before, um, and I've heard so much about him. I've never seen him wrestle, and so I was looking forward to that. But that match just didn't do a lot for me. Um, it was fine. Uh, and, and Aaron talked up Dan. Is it Moth? Moth. Dan Moth. Yes. It, those guys had an incredible presence. I just, I just don't know if that match showed me like was that the best match as someone who's never seen these guys wrestle before, okay. and has have been hyped up on these guys by Aaron, and then that's the match I see first. I just don't know if that's if I got the best first impression of those guys from that match. The only issue I have is that we've talked for this long and you haven't mentioned literally the best part of the show, Joe Hendry. Well, I'm going down literally the card. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Who is this guy? He's the like, greatest. We just had him on the show a couple weeks ago, Dick. I wasn't part of the segment. Yeah, I probably invited you and you passed, and I bet you feel stupid now. Oh, my God. The, the entrance, I think, you know, Aaron told me to look up all of his entrances on YouTube, yes. and I watched a couple. Like, this dude needs to go somewhere else Well, and have I mean, a bigger stage. I mean, as a Ring I mean, of Honor fan, I'm fine with it, but yeah, I hear you. Um, but yeah, of course. And then I, I, I get, you know, session moth Martino was fun. There was these assholes shitting on the match the whole time behind us. Uh, and I kept looking at Glenn, like Do they not get what this is. Right. I mean, like I get that her opponent was yes. Very Sumi, old. <laughs> and, and by the way, that match did end up dragging on too long. Like that as, it did, as was a like, story for a couple of things during the course of the night, but her bit is very good. But the character work was so good. Uh, the, yes. the part where, uh, where she was in the submission hold and she was like crawling toward the beer in the corner. Yep. I mean, that is just it's a great. plus. It's stuff. great. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. It's excellent. And excellent. then, um, yeah, but that, I mean, overall I was very impressed. I mean, I think, I think my impression of what this is, as someone who's never seen it before is of course like, Oh, it's this like rinky dink thing, but it wasn't, I mean, it had good production value. The wrestling was like, Better than, I mean, I guess I had in my head, like, it would be like an indie show where, like, you go to an indie show and you're like, two of the matches are good. And then, like, there's some people who clearly can't work or figuring it out or whatever. This is not that. I mean, this is like. Not at all. Not at all. Aside from the women's match that had a couple of, you know, because it was dragging on, there was a couple of bad spots or whatever. But also the character that's sort of part of it. Yeah. Like, the other guys are just like. I mean, you could put those guys anywhere right now. 
any of them. Yep. And, and they could work with anybody. And yep. and I was just blown away at how legit it is. And I know that makes me sound like you're, a whatever. Yeah, you're but I, I, I just don't have time in my life for so much professional wrestling. Like, I grew up with WWE. I watched WCW growing up somewhat. Um, you know, when everybody did, I watched both. And then I sort of fell out of it and came back in. And, and I have, a, like you are and like Aaron is, I'm married with a child and I have a professional career. So, like, I just don't have time to watch... 15 hours of wrestling a week if i did i would totally watch ring of honor no, because- I, look i'm not gonna pretend like i watch every week i don't and i don't even watch every pay-per-view necessarily but like when they come to town i go um and i'll go watch stuff on youtube because like somebody says hey this was great and i'll go watch and say yep you're fucking right it was great and i've watched a lot of the joe henry dalton castle stuff that way because my god and i'm really been- upset that i couldn't stay to watch pco because i really wanted to yeah yeah I um, but uh, but unfortunately, you know, it just wasn't in the cards. I think we all thought the show was going to be a couple hours long yep. and ended up being almost four. But um, I'm I'm in. If we, if we can go back to another show, like I'm down. I I I will clear the day. Like I want to see these guys again, and I want to see it from top to bottom when I can plan better to be there. Um, I don't know if I'm going to start watching the TV show, but I would definitely, uh, if someone's like, hey, watch this match, I'm, I'm all about it. Um, and, and just to that point, too, you know, you mentioned earlier how, you know, I'm the, the hater of AEW. That, that is not true. I, I actually watched the full episode of, of, um, of Dynamite for the first time probably in a month. You know, like I was sort of skimming through it um, until now. I actually had time to watch the whole episode. Yeah, until the end, they had me. I liked the whole thing. You know what I mean? I, th- yeah, I thought it was yeah, great. Just... I think that um, as someone who has sort have who has sort of skimmed through it and not watched every match with the full commentary and everything in a while, I was very impressed with how much better that part of the show has gotten. Um, the the I mean, other than co- the J- Jr. calling uh, Scorpio Sky too cold, Scorpio, but. Um, but he, you know, he fixed it and made a, you know, made fun of himself, and and it, I mean, all of that. I mean, I've been critical of Jr. like everybody else. I think he's sorting, figuring it out, and they're figuring out his role on the team with Tony and all those guys. The the product is a, is light years above what it was, I think, in the first couple shows, and I'm excited to continue to watch it and. Uh, and see where it goes. All right. Um, I promise you guys we're not going to do two hours every week. I know we end up being close again this week. I promise I'm working on that. I know everybody's been messaging. It's just tough. There's so much going on. We're trying to get to all of it, uh, but I'm going to work on it. Um, Brandon, get your plugs in and for Ramshead Live. So Ramshead Live, uh, we're really starting to crank out fall shows, but in the meantime, we're still announcing some, some things that are coming up in the spring. Um, what are we posting the show today? I'm uh, gonna try to post it tonight. Yes. Oh, okay. Well, we'll see. Never mind. <laughs> are you saying that? I'll just gonna... go ahead. Next Sunday, uh, the Wonder Years are coming back to Baltimore. Oh, we've cool. got them, uh, and we've also. I also want to plug uh, Frozen Harbor Fest, which is Baltimore's the bridge on Friday with a bunch of great artists underneath and real big, uh, uh, a nice ska lineup with real big fish, Big D and the Kids Table, Pie Tasters. Kill Lincoln and more on the Saturday, February 29th. So get your tickets at RamsAndLive.com. We continue to announce uh, more and more shows. We just announced Lanco, which is a, a country artist. Um, in uh, They're playing May 14th, and tickets just went on sale for that uh, last week. So, or I, I'm sorry, they go on sale Friday at 10 a.m. 
Um, lots more. Go to RamsHeadLive.com, at RamsHeadLive on Twitter, at RamsHeadLive on Instagram. Very cool. At Brandon Linton on Twitter as well as how you follow him. Of course, AJ's at AJFrancis410, and I think we're going to have him back next week. Looking forward to that. I'm at we Glenn, need to. Yeah, I'm at Glenn Clark Radio. GlennClarkRadio.com is the website. Thanks again to uh, PJ and Luke Hawks for uh, Aaron, for Brandon, and for the main event. Ben. AJ Francis. I am Glenn Clark. This is Ben jobbing out. Uh, you got it? Mm, jobbing out. Fuck no one. We Let's love each other.